Welcome to the podcast Found in Estonia, where we talk with foreigners who have made Estonia their home. In each episode, it's going to be me, Tina, and Kaisa, my co-host, and we are going to talk with one foreigner who already lives in Estonia. This podcast aims to bring our listeners together, inspire more open-mindedness, and just to share interesting stories and observations that many foreigners with their fresh eyes can offer. Among the podcasts, we also plan to organize events and get-togethers in real life. And the best way to never miss any information about that is to go to our website, which is foundinestonia.ee and become part of our community. Today's episode is with Mathilde from France and we started out talking about how she grew up with mountains and now in Estonia, well, there ain't any mountains anymore. Then we talked about how she's still constantly impressed how you can see stars in the sky here in the capital city. We talked about safety in Estonia, how she compares Estonians with jam and coconuts. We talked about sauna, we talked about French food, her tattoos and of course so much more. And now, let the conversation unfold from here. Enjoy. So to start off, what is your name? Where are you from? And how long have you been in Estonia? So my name is Mathilde. I'm from France. And how long I've been in Estonia is a bit uh, cut, let's say. Like I came for the first time five years ago. I stayed for one year in Erasmus in Ekka. And then I went away to Cardiff in Wales for one year. Then I came back for one year in Estonia. So that's two years now. And then after coming back one year, I went one year in Australia. And then I came back to Estonia. <laughs> and now it's this year. So that's the first time I'm two years in a row. So I think in total it's like four years, but cut it, let's say. So... So you keep coming back to Estonia. There's something there. Estonia is a magnet. Yeah, there is some, yeah, coming back. But I'm also having a travel bug. So we'll see where we'll go next. Yeah, we're already searching or thinking about some, have some countries. There's something's yeah. coming, yeah. <laughs> With my partner, we might travel. Yeah, we will see. I can maybe see it comes in the subject. I can tell a bit more about it. Okay, we can make it the subject, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About traveling. <laughs> so wh where did you grow up in, in France? Uh, I was born in a suburb of Paris, uh, but most of my family is from south of France, so more like Mediterranean hot blood, really uh, opposite from Estonian blood, I would say, sometimes. Totally <laughs> understandable. <laughs> you do not seem very hot-blooded either, but I only know you for a few minutes, you know? Yeah, depending <laughs> on the mood. <laughs> okay, so we got we caught you on a good day. <laughs> no, it's like, uh, to say, when I want to say hot blood, it's not like negative, but I can... Passionate? Yeah, emotionally. Oh, I feel okay. like showing emotion is not a problem. Yeah, then definitely. <laughs> yeah, you're not in you're not in your usual ground waters, you know. <laughs> no, but I feel with the years, sometimes I get a bit more like Estonian influenced, like, and that's impressive and interesting and weird as well. Like sometimes I feel like 
getting shy <laughs> and i'm like what's happening <laughs> you never felt shy before no not really, <laughs> not really. yeah i don't know uh, i don't remember really being shy but there is a moment that i feel for example being more like oh i want to stay home i want to be alone and uh, i didn't used to be like that <laughs> like maybe it's because i'm getting older as well maybe it's just that the estonian introspection is getting to you <laughs> It might be too, yeah. But that's a kind of a cool thing. That's kind of something that Sandra was saying as well, you know. The more you stay around here, careful, Estonian, you might turn into an Estonian. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's like so if, <laughs> is that a scary thought or a good thought? No, it's just I, I don't want to forget my roots too. Like there were a moment when I was traveling that I was like, oh, friends, no. But now I'm also, it's the first time this year that I started to miss my country, mm-hmm. like really badly. And it never happened before. I guess it's also affected with what's happening in the world right now. And I know yeah. if I go, I don't know if I can come back. And, you know, the fact that I can't go make me miss it a bit more. Yeah, it's always the forbidden fruit that's kind of uh, better <laughs> than you go after. It's like, it's like I heard a lot of many Estonians were like, uh, when Corona thing started and all the restrictions, they were like, but I really need to go to the cinema. Like before <laughs> I didn't talk about it, but now I feel like I have to go and yeah, I can't. Like, you realize the thing you miss <laughs> yeah. when, ah, uh, no, there is a saying like, ah, uh, you realize this thing you miss when you don't have them anymore. Yeah. There is <laughs> something like that. So something like I that. think for me, that's what work with friends now. And it's I'm like, like the yeah. distance makes you fonder. I would say that is kind of the translation, rough translation. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like something that you don't see for a while. Mm-hmm. At some point, it will start to come back to your mind. Exactly. So yeah. what are the things that you miss in France? Um. <laughs> is it food, people? For the, the first country? time, I missed uh, the sun and the warm. Oh, <laughs> but we just had summer. <laughs> if it's for me, it was not really summer. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair but enough. it was really warm, like <laughs> but, at, for one week. But not enough. <laughs> yeah, not long enough and not um, hot enough. Mm. Like I remember my childhood summer in South of France, especially in my grandparents' place, like. 30 35 degrees and i remember just like i feel the sun is so important in the vitamin and i always been a sun person yeah oh god so, so bad for you you're an estonian <laughs> so, but usually i've been i've been i mean the other years everything was fine but, but that was the first year i really felt like i miss sun Aww. like it just like kicked me and i was like oh, oh <laughs> what's going on maybe it's a time to travel or i don't know well, last time you came back from Australia, so I presume sun wasn't an issue then. No, that was pretty good in there. So maybe the battery just over time, exactly. you know, God. I was recharged for one year, but exactly. I need another recharge. That's why most yeah. Estonians go to Egypt as well in like end of yeah. year. You know? Exactly. Yeah. We have the sun. We call them the sun trips. Yes. Sun, sun trip. vacations. I don't know. Do you call it in France as well? Like going to Egypt, the sun trip? If you already have sun. <laughs> I never know <laughs> it out in France. Maybe we just go to sun. <laughs> yeah, maybe they just, it's a trip to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make a special occasion out of it like we do. Because we're just like, sun, what so is we, that? Never we might seen. make like a winter trip then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it depends. Like we have skiing s- trip maybe. Uh, we have mountains. Okay, yeah, they have mountains too. So all the things we don't have. Do you miss mountains? Uh, yeah, hiking in the mountains and, and, and mountain skiing. 
I don't know, since so many years I didn't do it, to be honest. But I discovered cross-country skiing in Estonia and I really loved it too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I really like it, the sport activity that is like soft and like less, uh, I to say, like no risk of really hurting yourself. Yeah, unless you get like a very icy uh, uh, hill. Let's not call it a mountain, a hill. <laughs> that is a little bit icy. Because <laughs> I've had that happen, like uh, even in uh, in Tartu, there's a certain area called uh, Tendra Park, or that's near a park called Tahtare Park. And uh, when I was a kid, we always had like skiing lessons in there. Uh-huh. But nobody really cared whether it was an icy day or a snowy uh-huh. day. So, yeah. and and as a kid, you needed to learn how to ski. So your teacher told you you need to go down that hill, oh, and you're like going no, downhill, and halfway through, you're actually like uh, floored. Oh, no. <laughs> you bump into things, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that did not go, has it? Oh. Oh my God. so yeah i have those experiences I so can sometimes imagine, it yeah. can be a little bit uh, dangerous but yeah, yeah, yeah. i realize yeah. Mm. compared to uh, like mountain skiing or yeah. coming downhill it's nowhere near like i'm scared to death from downhill yeah <laughs> have you ever no. tried i tried but it's uh, no <laughs> <laughs> i think i think the trauma has to do with oh. the, the cross-country thing <laughs> first so well, yeah. yeah maybe that and mm. yeah but i want to try uh, one day um the the board uh, Snowboard. snowboarding yeah oh, my brothers yeah. are really good at it i'm like I would love to learn snowboarding as well, but I tried like the ski skiing on a mountain like first time during my Erasmus in Switzerland, oh, yeah. and that ended really badly. Oh, so no. <laughs> I broke or my ACL was torn, and then oh. I had like double falling thing happened. And actually, this year in February, I just had uh, uh, or in May, I had uh, finally the surgery to fix oh it, God. and because in February uh, I had another injury. On top of those mm. old ones. And then they say sports is good for you. <laughs> I, I, I think that I'm not uh, too old, far, far away from it. So you love sports. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, that's a part of me too. Yeah. Uh, is that a French thing or is that a you thing? So I think it's uh, my family. Like, uh, you're I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you go there, yeah, my dad used to be like a running marathon and oh, things wow. like that. Like being a really like into running. <laughs> my mom always been also doing sport since we were young. We had to do sport and music and <laughs> school. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were like super active. And every summer we were never going to the beach. We were always going to the mountain, no. hiking <laughs> oh, in the cool. middle of nowhere. <laughs> Who are you? But That's really cool. <laughs> And or twelve or thirteen, you don't want that. You want no. to make friends on the beach and just lay down and yeah. you know play some games. And no, no, no. Build sandcastles and chase the waves. Yeah, not chase the butterflies <laughs> into the mountain <laughs> together with but the boat. But now I'm like glad about it. But it took time to be honest. Like I remember that uh, we were like so hiking with the shorts, you know, and the t-shirt, mm-hmm. and then we were getting tan, and then we were going to my grandma's place where there is a lake. And I was putting my swimsuit then, you know. <laughs> you had the t-shirt tan. <laughs> exactly. This one and the sock tan, all of it. <laughs> and I was always so sad coming back, like, oh, I need to like match all of this. I don't like it. And I didn't make friends because my parents really liked it that we go. We like there is no um not even Wi-Fi at this like time. Like, places. Really like no connection of anything. So we were just yeah, in the mountain and that was it. Was it kind of their uh, parenting thing that they wanted to uh, keep you, uh, let's say, in tune with the nature and the surroundings? Uh, was it something against uh, the use of internet or being disconnected? Or was it actually 11? not 
I don't think it was connected to that, but it, may, it can make effect on it, I guess. But I think it was mostly that my, my dad and my mom were just like mountain lovers. And that's <laughs> it. <laughs> so you yeah. were kind of dragged along. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm happy about it. Really, I'm, I'm glad of this. And mm-hmm. I want to go a bit to the mountain and when I have kids one day, maybe I want to bring them there as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we can assume from that that you're probably not going to stay around in Estonia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but then we'll always come back. But yeah. we always have, so, you know, we always they have keep the coming mountain so, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah there. I remember <laughs> the whole 300 meters <laughs> did you did it take you long to get up there <laughs> I, I went there like so my my partner my boyfriend I don't know what to call it. Yanar is from Your better half. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a nice one. He's from Boru. And so he was like, I'm going to show you the mountain. Of the <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm ready. <laughs> show it to me. We went and uh, we were at the top and I was like, that's it. <laughs> you were expecting that to be like warm up. I was thinking <laughs> like, you know, like a mountain. He was like, no, we are there. I was like... <laughs> okay, I just didn't imagine it like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay. <laughs> and then uh, he came to France and I showed him the Pyrenees and he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mountain. <laughs> But you have all the, all the nature surrounding that we also maybe don't have. I mean, for me, like um, swamps. Um, Rama, yeah, yeah, like, forks and yeah I don't feel we really have this in France. Oh, okay. Not really like. Mm-hmm. I never seen that, like especially with the you know the wooden path yeah, and everything, so beautiful. Like I never seen this in France, really. I think this for me sound really typical Estonian. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yes. I really love that. Like Maybe this we is make so do with what we got, you know, honey. <laughs> yeah. We don't have mountains, <laughs> we have bombs, so we walk in the box. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just amazing. I yeah. love this part of Estonia. Yeah. Like walking in box and sing, and all the towers every time to like have a view on the forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, forest people, you know. Well, you can. So essentially, you can hike in Estonia, but it's yeah. it's a different kind yeah. of. It's a cross country hiking too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice. we do everything cross country because it's a flat earth here. <laughs> but that's good as well. Like uh, I remember, like. Um, Joking that this could be perfect for a biking trip. You know, yeah. you don't need to get yeah. tired on a hill. Yeah. Yeah. So many people do that though. Yeah, amazing. Like. I don't know. I like this as well. And we have those Eremka like roads, yeah. which is like the national forest organization that has keeps up with them and keeps them organized. And then they have like the fireplaces and oh, like even little houses, houses and places like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel Estonia is also really um, how do you say uh, equipped? Equipped? I don't know. Equipped? Equipped? Yeah, for camping. Like I mm. remember going sometimes just to like a lake, and there is always a fireplace. The mm-hmm. toilet, yeah. everything. Some lake as well. You can drink the water straight. Mm. There's some. Uh, you can drink the water the spring in the waters. box. In the from spring some, waters. Yeah, from some of them. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> like, everything is ready for you. Just go. <laughs> just take your tent and During summertime, it. it's perfect. Yeah. And berries and stuff. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you like going uh, to the box and the forest. Do you go mushroom picking as well? I've been uh, with, uh, yeah, my boyfriend family. Uh, I like to go with the grandma and she talks in Estonian and Voru language and I'm picking and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> listening <laughs> and like yeah, understanding which one I have to pick and how to find the places where you have more of them or stuff like that. I've been, yeah, not this year, but uh, I think maybe a year or two years ago. It's not something that I say I will do regularly because mm-hmm. living and working in Tallinn, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, It's not that far to go to a forest, but to be honest, I feel like this year I've not been enough, maybe. Mm-hmm. I could have gone more, but life 
been busy. <laughs> Is this uh, something that you would do also in France? Like mushroom picking and going? Never to... been. No? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was born and raised in the in a city, like a suburb, like city girl. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but because uh, there are no, no like mushroom places in Paris, right? <laughs> in Paris, the city of love, mushrooms here, daily. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a type of mushroom that is called like uh, mushroom of Paris. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is this about? <laughs> I don't know. It's this little white one. I think it's like uh, champignon de Paris. I oh. remember well. Champignon and I don't know why because <laughs> maybe there is. Maybe I'm, I don't know. Maybe I didn't ever look for that. But yeah. maybe it's like uh, this sunaya um, lilies and the the blossom of fern. You know, uh-huh. that people look for in Yaniva. It's like city legends. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so romantic. <laughs> Mushroom romance. Yeah. 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 You got to have, like, you know, some kind of mystery because mm-hmm. Paris, Paris, I want to say Paris, Paris is like this, uh, you know, city that everybody associates with love and, you know, being all sorts of like lovey dummy. Welcome to, uh, yeah. again, American movies. Thank you very much. Exactly. <laughs> and, you came, and you came away from uh, the city of love yes, to find exactly. love in Estonia. So, exactly. So, yeah. what is like uh, Paris? like for you like what are the things mm. that you appreciate about paris except for the eiffel tower you know that everybody uh, <laughs> never been on my list <laughs> even better <laughs> have you been to the eiffel tower once no, i was okay. really young yeah but i've never <laughs> been twice <laughs> you don't need when you've been yeah. i would say that uh, paris my memories of paris so so i was born in a suburb so I'm not a Parisian. I like to make this uh-huh. line. It's really important. Okay. <laughs> You're a good kid. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like because is it living like, in is Paris, it like Vimes in, in Estonia in Tallinn, or it's like further away, or it's like Tartu and Tallinn? Ah, uh, no, like, it's more like Vimes. Um, it's I'm, near Paris, but it's not Paris. Yeah, it's like yeah, like there is ring around Paris, and then there is all suburbs around. Like my suburb is by train, mm-hmm. fifteen minutes. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. but by car is a bit longer. Okay. okay. So, Oh, sorry, because the train are really like well done. So mm-hmm. that's quite a nice straight. But then I come to the center of Paris, but then Paris is quite big. Okay. So, yeah. I, so I, I never lived in Paris because I think living in Paris is another story than just going to Paris. Like mm-hmm. it's another thing. But I was studying a lot uh, in my art school in Paris. So if I would go on the cliche routine, it was just metro, train mm-hmm. and walk and then going to the art school and everything. So it's really busy. Metro is not charming at all. You're not going to find it really. there. No. <laughs> and all of it's like more like sad uh, aspects, I would say. But the beauty of Paris that I really like and maybe I miss sometimes is the constant activity, mm. which can be plus and minus in a way. Like yeah. sometimes you want a break. But Paris is always active, always on the go, always something to go to mm. see. And mm. especially on the art scene, I would say that's something mm. I miss. The museums, there is so many you can you never have enough you know yes. it's you will always find something so that's something that i mm-hmm. would say i miss sometimes yeah maybe there's not so much going on in Tallinn in terms of that mm-hmm. yeah like there it, are maybe, museums here and art galleries but usually the, the, the same whole exhibition is like for months yeah <laughs> so exactly. you're like okay <laughs> when did the new month can come quick enough please, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's maybe the biggest difference for my side i would say but yeah after what I really like in Tallinn is like it's way more calmer. I can go by bike everywhere. Mm-hmm. I can walk everywhere. I can breathe. And for me, the most amazing thing about 
Tallinn, because I would say Tallinn because it's the capital of yeah. Estonia, mm-hmm. is that in the capital of a country, I can see the stars in the sky. Oh. And that's something that most sometimes, like when I say this to Estonians, they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, and what? <laughs> yeah, and you like, don't realize. Um, go to Paris, what you look and you see is cloud of uh, pollution. Yeah. Uh, and here you have more pure hair. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's I think really important, and that's something that I really deeply appreciate. Like I remember, I think even like a few weeks ago, I was walking in the evening mm-hmm. with my partner, and I was like, "Oh, look at the stars!" He was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "No, this is amazing!" <laughs> <laughs> like I only see stars when I was younger from south of France, so my grandma place where it's more like yeah. you know, village. Mm-hmm. Common in there because mm-hmm. there's not so many city lights nearby as well. Exactly, but in Paris, I never seen any stars. Yeah, so. Italian plus one. So, <laughs> so how did you came to this idea of to make your Erasmus in Tallinn in Estonia? Oh, so <laughs> please, Estonian, don't hate me. You were not my first choice. <laughs> Was it Latvia? Don't say Latvia. Yeah, if you say Latvia, then no. Uh, no, forget no. <laughs> no, first I was, uh, I was really interested about Nordic, like North design, and I wanted to go to Norway. And then I saw the, how do you say, how expensive it would be to live there. <laughs> and I was still like, uh, I was just 20 years old and I was still living with mom and dad and Erasmus was paying some things, but it would never be enough and I would have to ask mom and dad the money. And I was like, I can't ask this to them, it's too expensive. And I look at Sweden, mm-hmm, same. <laughs> yeah. And then my school told me like, oh, but we have a partnership uh, with uh, Eka in the school in mm-hmm. Estonia. And I was like, mm-hmm. Where is Estonia? <laughs> What's this like in there? And I had no idea. And then uh, I was like, okay, let's go. It's in the north. Let's give it a try. <laughs> and then I arrived in Estonia, basically. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I arrived in, it was in 2014 or 15. 15, I Yeah. Think. I remember I arrived in August. And I remember that um, <laughs> I have some funny stories maybe about that. <laughs> My first... Uh, the first Estonian people I met. So I arrived in, uh, in Tallinn and I was supposed to go to a dormitory. Mm-hmm. But when I had to fill the dormitory uh, file, uh, it was all in English. And uh, it was, I was not maybe having a really good English at this time, I think, because I made a really uh, ridiculous mistake. It was asking which school are you going to mm-hmm. uh, in Estonia? And I understood it was which school I was coming from. So I wrote my French school, like mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I was from. And I never got a place in the dormitory because yeah. they, they had no idea about that school. <laughs> you know, they were like, hmm, this is not there. But I never received any email or anything. And then I was at two days of going to, to Tallinn without any place to stay. Oh. My mom was really stressed. Me, I was like, just go with the floor. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and I just like booked some hostel. And then uh, I was contacting uh, Eka, uh, I think the manager of the Erasmus. And uh, she was like uh, sharing my, like I was asking for a place to stay to some old teacher and things like that. And I ended up uh, having a contact with a lady that was Estonian and speaking uh, French a bit as well. And she was ready to host me. And she was, uh, I mean, she was, she's, I think, still (laughs) Estonian (laughs) Estonian, uh, artist. So that was pretty amazing. Like I, she, I remember she picked me up in front of, um, no tika kaskus. I was with my luggage, and I was like, Tere. Oh, no, I didn't say that. I was like, hi. I didn't know her from anywhere. She was a uh, more older lady, but really nice. She was having an apartment in uh, Gonsiori Street, and it was an old dance studio. 
So she was having her art studio in a little room upstairs. Yeah, in good old times. They got like the top floors, the yeah. best like views. Oh, I've heard so stories about that. Beautiful. It was really like full arty vibe. Yeah. She was like really, really nice and amazing. She brought me to my first mushroom picking, yeah. uh, some tricks with the car in the forest. But then uh, some little disagreement happened, let's say, that I was in Erasmus. I was 20. First time I was out of mom and dad mm-hmm. nest i wanted to you know i wanted <laughs> to explore i wanted to party a lot i wanted to meet people and she was having a dog really cute dog but uh, he was barking if i would come home yeah. at late and would wake her up and she would be really mad so at some point i was like i need a dormitory life i need to experience this as well and then i got a place in musa uh, it was the dormitory for music and art school i remember and these were amazing, amazing time. That's where I met most of my Estonian friends and Erasmus friend, international friends, and uh, and my partner as well there. Oh, ah, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So love. Actually, <laughs> brought you back many more times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that you guys had like this long table parties there that you yes. had like... Like, tell, tell us about it. Oh, yeah, it was like floor dinners, you'd say, like, <laughs> especially made, like, I would say the Italian and the Spanish were really good at gathering, really like, more it's like familia, you know, like fam- yeah. family all together. And so we were having like a yeah, big table dining all together, maybe having some drinks and then going party all together. Like, it was really like... Mm-hmm. In the long, long hallways. Yeah, yeah. We were like putting all the little tables together. (laughs) And it was on certain floors where the best floors. I was on it, I think, if I remember. (laughs) The elite crowd. (laughs) People were coming from there. No, it was really, really amazing. Uh, No regrets about like trying dormitory life, definitely. Yeah. Well, when you're 20 as well, I guess it's uh, the best way to experience as well if you want. Mm. Was it the first time when you were completely away from your family? Like before that, you were just guarded, sitting at home? Or did you have wild parties in, uh, in oh, Paris as well? yes. Yeah. 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 So it wasn't completely like you were innocent coming yeah. here. No, no, no. But I mean, first time that I was living by myself mm. and I really was craving for my independence and freedom. And uh, when you got in, how did you feel about uh, it? Just Washing <laughs> your own dishes and clothes. And oh, this, no, this is okay. I, I, I just love that I didn't have to say where I'm going because living in a suburb of Paris when I wanted to go party there's no train all the time coming back you know and all of this and it was always like my mom asking oh where are you going I was like oh, I'm just going there to my friend and then I would sleep somewhere at some of my friend's place because luckily some of my friends were living in Paris but it was different you know now I was just free I just go where I want and I also felt like uh, going to party in Tallinn like coming back coming back in the evening as a woman alone never been a problem i always felt safe and that's a big big highlight for me like safety in estonia like there is something there i don't know how but feel safe like well when you think about it like in estonia even seven-year-old kids go to school by themselves you would never see that in other countries exactly and this is the kind of independence oh, you yeah. grow up in you know have you seen are there like seven-year-olds taking subway in paris is that the thing i've never <laughs> seen that <laughs> no no and that was something i remember with some friends in Erasmus when we saw little kids already with phones at the bus stop like never seen that yeah, yeah i remember like um, i had a french colleague and the first time i went to paris 
which is a whole story of its own as well, why I went to Paris. But I remember I was blonde at the time and she told me like, okay, so you have to take the metro. Do not talk with anybody. You will have a lot of attention. Do not speak to anybody when you're at the metro. Just take the metro and that's it. I was like, I was going around always paradise. Now I arrived during the day. So no, like there shouldn't be any like, thing yeah but i remember she was like very particular about yeah. things like because you're gonna draw attention i was like okay yeah this is gonna be weird uh, <laughs> yeah different life in paris like if i would take a big comparison like you just reminded me mm-hmm. now but it's a story <laughs> is that so i was in erasmus and partying quite often and whenever i went to party i was having my bag with the phone everything important money mm-hmm. and i remember just putting it on a chair Going dancing, having drinks, coming back, taking it back, going home. <laughs> nothing lost, nothing checking, everything perfect. Mm-hmm. And this happened all the time. I was partying. And then I came back just for New Year's Eve uh, to France. And I went party with my friends in Paris. And uh, we went to a party place. And I put my bag, <laughs> my phone, <laughs> everything there. And even though there is clock room. And then I party and everything. And then when we were going home, my friends were like, so go to the clock room, get your stuff. I was like, no, no, it's just there. And they were like, what? What have you done? <laughs> and then I took it. Luckily, this day, everything was there. Uh-huh. But they were you like, are you crazy? Well, <laughs> I never do that. And I was like, oh, I forgot. Like, I was like, I'm so used to Tallinn. Like in Tallinn, it's just nothing happened. I don't know nowadays. Uh, I think I partied still pretty thing. much the same. I mean, like, yeah, of course, you might have an encounter with somebody mm. that has a little bit of... A f- you know, pick your fingers. But, but uh, in general, like, it's still the same. Like, it's mm-hmm. very safe. And, and what you experience here in Estonia, doesn't matter whether you're a woman, especially when you're a woman. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. walking, like, for me, walking home 3 a.m. in the morning, no problem in here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time I went to, out in Dublin, for instance, like, my friend, I went to home, like, 3 a.m. I was like, yeah, it's two blocks, I'm going to walk. He was like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, you're yeah. going to take a taxi. And I was like, why yes (laughs) i don't understand this but that's one of those things you realize when you go to a place where this is not the case like you don't realize that you're so safe in estonia unless Mm. you've been outside of it yeah exactly yeah i'm the same like uh, i often walk like in the middle of the night like home or not that much anymore but like, like when i happen to walk alone in the dark then i'm like not feeling danger at all mm. but i do have like friends and family who are like don't do it oh even in here yeah yeah because and they're also like taxi is so cheap here so True. just take it <laughs> but yeah. like well yeah back in the day it was like you were like 25 you never had enough money anyway so exactly. then it was more about like you know i want to i'd rather have another drink and then walk home exactly and take a taxi but now yeah of course mm-hmm. understandably so yeah but it's still like uh i do say a, not to give but like uh something that maybe most students don't realize but it's really really like uh priceless yeah exactly. to have really like in Paris, don't even think about it. Uh-huh. But it's the same kind of thing, like uh, seeing the starry skies. You exactly. know, it's one of those things, mm-hmm. fresh air, starry skies, safety of being around here, even having like so much nature around mm-hmm. you. It's, mm-hmm. it's all those things that you take for granted. You don't realize yeah, that yeah, the, yeah, yeah. it is actually a huge value, mm-hmm. especially for people who come outside of the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like... For instance, it's like just normal. But then when they come out, they're like, ah, that's where I need to go back. And you're like, yes. <laughs> that's why Estonia is like, I call it like a 
secret gem country. Yeah, you know? yeah. you kind of have to come to figure out that there's so much uh, yeah. stuff hidden out in here. But I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want people to come too much. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. no, don't no, hold no. it to yourself. It's like, you know, it's, you have to stay small. Like if Tallinn become Paris, it's not Tallinn anymore. You know mm. what I mean? It's, like, it's kind of like all the good festivals in Estonia as well. When mm. they start out, you know, the first and exactly. year, they're awesome. And then third, fourth, fifth, it's not all too many people. Exactly. Mm. And it turns into something completely different so yeah. yeah i guess you might be onto something <laughs> yeah yeah i want to keep it like it was <laughs> so in your eyes what mm-hmm. are estonian people like oh <laughs> in my eyes i would say that uh, there is one uh, sentence that i saw when i was in erasmus making research about estonian that i really like to describe estonian with <laughs> no offense at all okay it's, 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 no, it's none taken so estonians are like uh, coconut uh they are like coconut it's really hard to break it's really soft inside Aww, <laughs> so sweet so this is how we describe Estonians definitely like hard to break like for friendship or anything but also like yeah when you really have an Estonian friend it's a friend for life and that's something I think that I would say that I have only with Estonians I mean mm. I have also my really deep uh, French friends but like I don't know I never expected to meet like people from another country that I really feel like, yeah, no matter what, I come back and boom, mm-hmm. like we can still like match and have things to tell. And it doesn't matter if we have been separated for years or things like that. So like Tina, for example, yeah. you know, like we are like here facing each other. And I met her like five years ago. Like, yeah, I remember I was like when you came with Erasmus and I was helping out like Eka's Erasmus mm-hmm. uh, things like organizing there and doing stuff. But uh, I don't, they had like this language uh, camp, but you were not part of it. No, I came just after it, yeah. yeah. I think you came on like the last evenings or something when we had like a dinner (laughs) thing. (laughs) Yes, in uh, Kalana. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was my favorite place that closed again, Mm. you know. Yeah, and they had live actual chicken over there and stuff like that. (laughs) Oh, I loved it, this place so much, like. Yeah, and this uh, school that Tina and Matilde are talking about is Eka, which is Estonian uh, Art Academy, Eesti Kunsti Akademia. It's just that they have a, a previous history, so they feel that Eka is not the term they need to explain to the rest of the Sorry. world. No, that's completely fine. <laughs> completely fine. So yeah, just for the listeners, yeah. in case you were mm-hmm. wondering what this uh, acronym means, it's, mm-hmm. it's about an yeah. art school in Estonia, which is very famous here in Tallinn. It's one of the most prestigious ones, I would say, Ooh. at least when I was growing up, I always wanted to go to Eka. It was a very posh school. They did not want me. (laughs) So I got left out. But there are many Estonian stories about how you have to apply to Eka many times and many years in a row before you get in there. Mm -hmm. So as a foreign student, if you get a chance to come here and be part of Eka, that's actually a very, very big deal. Is it? I don't know if you know that. I didn't know. Like, you know. <laughs> so you were like, oh, it's just a random school. I got in. Perfect. <laughs> oh, it was just a really cool art school. You know, yeah. art school should be just more like open and chill. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't thought about a big, big thing about it. But oh, yeah. yeah. And you studied textiles in Eka. Is it is that the thing in France as well? Because I know that uh, like something special about the Academy of Arts is like that they... Uh, the specialities are divided by the materials mm-hmm. like textile, ceramics, glass, uh, wood. metal. Yeah. yeah, wood is together with like industrial design. Uh-huh. But in other like many universities across across Europe and so on, it's it's not divided by materials. It's more like visual arts and like some mm-hmm. fashion and graphics. Yeah, I think it depends. Like 
in France, I was in a really specific school. There is only one of a kind like that. It's called uh, Ecole Boule mm -hmm. in Paris. And this is a school of the, um, how you can kind of translate it, let's say old, uh, not, not old art, but like carpenters, mm -hmm. uh, upholstery. Like that was what mm -hmm. I studied. Is like, like making... very handcrafty, uh, like how they used to make things in the, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Like uh, historical kind of uh, yeah. background. Like for example, when you had a, back in time uh, castles, like the oh. one that was making the chandelier, the one that making the chairs, the one that was making so a lot the of like floor. handcrafty things, yeah. like uh, working methods, like how mm -hmm. they used to be. Exactly. Oh, okay, so cool. that traditional, traditional. Yeah, that's the way. Uh, so I was in that school and this school was separated by mm -hmm. material okay. but most of the art school not this one was really unique like I got there when I was 15 and I started straight to learn how to do upholstery like making mm -hmm. chairs and things like that and then my diploma was that and this diploma is also really specific because it's not like the a classic diploma let's say it's really really arty mm -hmm. like yeah I was having like 12 hours of uh, atelier, we were saying, like uh, per week, something okay. like that. So it was not like a, I would go, I, w I was having mathematics, English and stuff like that, but just little, like most of it was like, yeah. Related to the trade? Or mm -hmm. like um, doing things with like, not clay, but like modeling and drawing, mm -hmm. all of this art oriented, more subjects. Was mm -hmm. that something you were interested in very early on? Because you said you went there when you were 15, like yeah. career in arts, <laughs> every uh, parent's dream. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, what happened at 15 was like, uh, I've always been this kind of kid that I was like, I want this. I don't want that, like mm -hmm. that. And I just knew what I didn't want it. Mm -hmm. And at this time I was saying to my mom, I don't want to be in the classic box of everybody. Oh, I don't want to fit in the box. I want to be out of the box. <laughs> I don't want to go just for, uh, I would say, science or mathematics. And like, no offense to anyone again. <laughs> but I was like, I'm not that. I want to do something else. And uh, my only like guess for what I wanted to do was that younger, I really loved to move my room around all the time, Ooh, moving the beds. <laughs> Moving there with every week, I would change. My mom was like, oh, <laughs> Then for my birthday, I was like drawing uh cupboards or like furniture. And I was asking my mom, This is what I want for my birthday. And she was building it for me. Oh, wow. And that was my oh. best birthday present ever, you know. Like, that was there. Or oh, can we paint the room? Can we change that? I had similar, like when my parents left for like countryside or something, when they came back, it was like probably I had done something like. <laughs> <laughs> in the common rooms or corridors or like tidied up something somewhere like I really loved like or reorganizing my room and putting my bed on mm -hmm. some other places and so on <laughs> so you see there is something there <laughs> because first I was thinking that oh I would like to be interior architect then I thought mm -hmm. that was the way but I realized that mathematics and me are not really best friends <laughs> so then I was like okay no and then I found out that I really liked it like yeah making chairs and then I got diploma in it, then another diploma, and then I wanted to do more focusing on the tech side and did the Erasmus Seneca mm -hmm. for it. So, yeah. But all the uh, other uh, little bits of like uh, in other countries, what were those about then? Were they also related to what you wanted to learn or was mm. it just some random trips? <laughs> no, not really. Like if I will tell this. Yeah. So when I finished my Erasmus, uh, I had uh, like a little plan with uh, French friends. We both wanted to like learn more English. Mm -hmm. 
So we're like, oh, let's go to uh, UK or somewhere with native speakers to just have some random job and speak English a bit more and getting really like into us. But uh, what happened was that uh, she decided a bit at the end of the Erasmus that she didn't want it. Not that she didn't want it, but she wanted to mm. apply for dance uh, schools uh, in France. So she was like, okay, so no, I'm not going to go. I was like, okay, I will go by myself then. And that was the plan. And then what happened that I met uh, Yanar. <laughs> I mean, I met him before just, already. But... I, I met him like before, but like it got serious <laughs> at the end of my Erasmus. And at this time, he, was, he already applied for his Erasmus. And he applied for a school in Italy, Milano. Mm -hmm. The one where uh, <laughs> and he applied for one in Cardiff, uh, in Wales, and uh, he got accepted in the one in Wales, and he wanted he really wanted to go to this one, and I was like, all right, so we were not really serious yet, but how do you say, just the starting of a relationship, yeah, and so I was like, budding love, yeah, I was like, oh, so can I just go there as well, like this, I know someone, you know, and he was like, yeah, of course, and then so I went there as. I mean, we didn't, we were not even living in the same house at mm. this time. I was doing my stuff. And then I started my first job as a lovely waitress. No. Ain't no shame <laughs> in being a waitress. I think every person needs to be a waitress at least once in their life. I agree with that. <laughs> I definitely agree. Why do you agree with that? Oh, uh, it teaches you so much about life. Oh, damn. <laughs> it's like, oh, my kids, they're going to have to go there <laughs> if I have some, you know. I think it teaches you. Yeah, I can't even tell everything. It I think it teaches you appreciation of people who do this work and exactly. hospitality and oh just being nice to people <laughs> and not yes. being like a act like a prick, you know, when, exactly. <laughs> when you don't get what you want. I think yeah. in general, like, and also um, from like being a waitress, it also teaches you a little bit of humility, mm -hmm. a little bit of hard work, a lot of communication, how exactly. to be, how to communicate with people, how to make their day nicer. And it's about serving. Mm -hmm. So I think it's also about that. Yeah. I had also like, uh, I hope it's not too bad to say this, but I had also like some uh, reflection because then I've been quite a long time waitress. <laughs> so I made like a reflection about this job. And I mean, at least me or I was toward it. I felt mm -hmm. that um, a bit of, mm, okay, that manipulation in a way, but mm -hmm. not in a bad way. But I felt that I could easily direct, like, read people more mm -hmm. and more. Like, when they yeah. come sit down, you're like, oh, <laughs> I see. You are a demanding person yeah. or you are not a demanding uh, person. Yeah. Um, you're going like, to ask me what I recommend. Then what am I going to recommend? But of course, uh, something that maybe is expensive or mm -hmm. something like, mm -hmm. I know we need to finish the bottle yeah. off, you know, <laughs> like all the tricks and everything. And then you can really direct people to make them order what you want them mm. to order or make them like uh, what you want them yeah. to like. Oh, that's a very useful and skill. Yeah. It is really interesting and, you, and it's also scary and weird at the same time, but mm -hmm. it worked really well, you know, most of the time I remember like, they went, oh, what's your favorite? I was like, oh yeah, this one is my favorite. And no, it was not, but who cares, you know? <laughs> yeah, they don't know that. They just want some help deciding. So they're yeah. going to be like, oh, thank you for suggesting this yeah, random yeah. thing that I did not know about, but <laughs> yeah. you know about. 
or yeah. at least pretend to know about. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's often like you ask from the waiter or waitress, like, so what is good from here? But do they actually taste everything? Or they're just like, hmm, mm. yeah, this is the most expensive. So, yep, we'll give you <laughs> I that. Guess that's the best. <laughs> I remember I, I had to taste it. Yeah. I mean, I had the, I always got really friendly with the cook. I really like chef. Yeah. It's always good to have uh, good, uh, good relationships with the cooks. Yeah, I always got good feeling with them. Like, and so they were always mm-hmm. like, when there is a new dish, they were like making us try and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I knew mostly the menu, obviously, yeah. Maybe not all of the drinks, you know, there's quite so many sometimes. (laughs) But yeah, no, it was really good experience of life and learning yourself as well. Like, yeah, like knowing that maybe you don't want to do this Mm. (laughs) all your life or your health as well. It's a good thing to realize as well. Yeah, or to get yourself out of it because most of the time it's a never-ending circle, like, Depend if you're like uh, to say more like devoted and skilled for it because there's also a diploma for waiter and waitress. But me was just like, oh, I'm going there. I was kind of good at it, I think, but I just needed to find a way to not stay there because I could feel just simply you're on your leg all day. Mm-hmm. I can't do this until thirty. Like no way. Yeah. <laughs> like your yeah. knees, you stand, you stand, you stand, you stand. So no, it's not really, really good. So. Mm-hmm lucky me i got out of it in a way i mean i made a promise to myself that i would never go back <laughs> okay so what was your way out of it uh my first way out of it was working in uh taxify bolt now oh wow okay that's cool for four months no three months <laughs> okay. i didn't last long but uh, i was really like i wanted to like challenge myself i was like oh can i work in a company with all my art diploma yeah. because it's all i have on my cv yeah get a taste yeah. of something different. yeah i was like i want to see what's it in the office what's mm-hmm. office like i was so curious about it. I, was like, I want to see this pencil skirts and <laughs> wasn't like that it was not really like that it was like for the clothes for example yeah. you could come as you want <laughs> yeah. but i remember the office place was so beautiful kitchen mm-hmm. all of the food for free mm-hmm. it sounded everything was so posh for me i was like oh <laughs> just like a little you know art kid like yeah mm. like oh it was amazing <laughs> but after the job didn't really suit me in a way that i didn't feel fully myself at mm-hmm. the end and i was like okay no I, just before the trial period mm-hmm. i was like okay bye yeah <laughs> Thank you, but no, I can't do that. <laughs> and you and you worked more with the, like talking with French people, not Estonians, right? Was that the reason why it didn't? Yes, I was working for customer service for the French market in Paris, and, and you realized how much you don't uh, miss talking to Spanish. <laughs> I was mostly like writing, but uh-huh. uh, sorry, French friends, but they like to complain a lot. Mm. I could yeah. not stand it anymore. Mm. <laughs> Well, that's kind of part of the customer service thing as well. Having worked yeah. in customer service myself, especially mm-hmm. email, like people caps lock does not make you any more special. <laughs> Let me just say that out loud. <laughs> but I, wonder, I was wondering, does Estonians complain really that much because French ones? Oh, yes, they do. But the, the thing with Estonians, mm-hmm. though, is the one, one number one thing. <laughs> Which is really funny. They really do enjoy talking to you. So some people actually show up, you know, to the office. I can't remember how many, like, uh, you know, 
uh, elderly Estonian people mm. that wanted to pay for their Skype accounts came mm. to Skype offices. Okay. And then you have to have like super patience to talk with them. So they actually show up, <laughs> wow. which is maybe even slightly worse. Because yes. in an email, you can ignore them if you wanted to yes. or forget about them. But when they're there, they're there. Yeah, you <laughs> and you better away. solve the problem before they leave. So that seems very hard. I would say Estonians complain. But if they complain, it must be like super important already because usually mm. I think we let a lot of things slip away because we don't really want to conflict, you know? Yes. Mm. So you don't want to go there. Yes. Max, you get it like... <sighs> exactly. <laughs> and you're like, okay, something is uh, boiling, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you have to ask, okay, so what is wrong? <laughs> but um, but I guess there are certain cultures where it's like very common, like, oh, I didn't like it, so mm-hmm. you got to fix it for mm-hmm. me now. <laughs> exactly, right now. And then we complain for yeah. 30 cents, it was yeah. 30 cents more expensive. You're like, oh, come on, 30 cents. That's the thing that was getting me a bit crazy. Like, so <gasps> essentially you realized your people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so looking from like further away, back to French people. <laughs> it was a bit too much French around me. <laughs> I like to be like uh, when I travel it's like no I want to meet all the people then do you my feel people. like you're more yourself when you're traveling? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And there's something weird as well that I feel weird more when I have to speak back to French because I don't speak it every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel more comfy in English in a way. In French I'm like <laughs> Is that me? Oh, yeah. You know, it's like really this weird duality inside. Yeah, like maybe like if it, I would stay three months in France, it would come back. But mm-hmm. I would say it's like uh, if I had to explain it, I would say it's like being in between worlds. That's that's exactly that. It's like you don't belong anymore where you came from, mm. but you don't belong also into the place where you came to. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like in between, trying to figure out how to merge the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, it's always been that when I've been away from Estonia, I feel so much more m- like myself mm-hmm. than when I'm around here amongst my own people, which supposedly should be better. Mm-hmm. But I think here the the societal rules and and the expectations and the way how people are it like really really affects you yeah. and uh, coming back to estonia i pretended at least for two weeks as well that i'm not estonian yeah, like, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry for estonians <laughs> but i really needed the adjustment time you know because usually when you're like pretend you're foreigner and then you know exactly you, just, you, you get away with it yeah, yeah i feel like as well like when you go to a new place then you're like free to do whatever or it's somehow it's mm. like liberating a bit like yeah. you don't have this expectations of others or like things or whatever you had like back mm-hmm. home like either way positive negative but like yeah, you're yeah, kind of yeah. new fresh start <laughs> it's actually remind me the first time i was stepping in the street in estonia mm-hmm. i remember i was i was 20 really young and i was like oh i can be wherever i want mm-hmm. that was the main <laughs> thing and i remember that yeah at this time i started to for example smoke cigarette because i was like oh I can be wherever I want to. Now I'm going to be a smoker. Okay, now I stopped, by the <laughs> way. But that was a, like a thing like that. I was like, nobody knows what I was before anything. It was like, I can be somebody new. And I was like, wow, that was like shocking and exciting mm-hmm. and weird and scary. All of it. <laughs> it's like you can try on yeah. different hats and see which one you like best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then stick around with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have anything else that you started doing in Estonia, like hobbies or something uh, special that you can only do in Estonia? That was ah. a very suspicious question. O- o- only <laughs> do in Estonia? I didn't. No, like, 
work wise or it doesn't matter like uh, going uh, swimming in uh, ice water or sauna <gasps> oh, I have a funny story. Oh, let's talk about sauna. Oh, oh awesome. We love funny stories. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> and it's really nice about the difference with Estonia and France in that too. I mean, I was first time like going to a swimming pool, regular swimming pool. I remember really <laughs> being really having the shock of my life <laughs> coming to the changing room <laughs> and seeing so many different woman bodies in front of me. <laughs> I was like, oh. <gasps> Uh, okay okay i was like what is it and i was changing myself like in a corner i didn't understand why all the women were naked <laughs> and there were mirrors and everything i was like what is that <laughs> in france you have your own little individual Box? cabin oh wow <laughs> change yourself. Oh, okay okay never and i've never been that much naked in front of my <laughs> own friends i was like <laughs> not even in front of my mom it's <laughs> like what is okay this? surprise <laughs> oh my god until then after going to swim pool was fine mm-hmm. and then my first uh, sauna experience oh my god as well i was like all right like, <laughs> hello like i remember it was with uh i was uh with my boyfriend friends that i didn't know them yet mm-hmm. i was just meeting them in a birthday party <laughs> and it was okay girl sauna and i was like Okay, hello. And I was the only foreigner and I was naked and just talking. And I was like, this is weird. I don't know these girls. They are all really nice, but they just see me naked now, yeah. you know? So that was really like, wow, uh, shocking. But then what I'm really happy about this culture and what I found really funny is like Estonian, if I would take really cliche, mm-hmm. that I'm all like reserved people, but in sauna, they, they, mm-hmm. got, they got naked, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it Never. doesn't matter. And I feel really impressive about it because if you we compare a cliche friend uh, french and a cliche estonian the cliche french will be super outgoing and mm-hmm. being not shy and blah 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 mm-hmm. but i don't think they would get naked like with their yeah. in the sauna <laughs> like that you know and so then they're you, only like outgoing in words <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly that's really interesting and different but it's really like all of this sauna experience, like for me, made me more and more like comfy about it. Like, mm-hmm. hey, it's just a body; it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember, especially one evening, <laughs> that was um, <laughs> so I was living in the Musa dormitory, um, and there were like music people and art people and musicians were having their music school near Solaris mm-hmm. at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were like I think a um, diploma party or something. And they were the, having a little uh, sauna in, um, <laughs> what is it? A little like uh, sauna or like uh, the water, in, like in a truck or something. Uh, like, you know, like yes. a little so, thing. Yeah. They and, ordered one in. <laughs> and it was just outside in front uh, in the grass. And then they were little, just like swimming pool, like plastic uh-huh. ones, small ones. And my friends were like, oh, yeah, let's go. And I was like, yeah, of course, let's go, guys, to this little sauna. And so I remember going in there and it was really tiny. And I was, was two friends that I knew and then there were two Estonians that I knew I had no idea about mm-hmm. and I just went naked my two friends went naked and they were German and Italian and then the two Estonians they were two guys I remember they were with their boxers and I was in the room and I was like what's wrong with you <laughs> 
And I was like, the French one saying, like, what's wrong with you? He was like, uh, there is my teachers and stuff right there, you know? Because after yeah. you're going to yeah. jump in the water, he was like, I'm not going to go. I was like, oh, really? Hmm. I'm going to show you. <laughs> and then there were, like, there were a lot of people at this evening. Uh-huh. It's really next to a street. And I just went out of the sauna and jumped in the swimming pool naked in front of, I don't know, how many people <laughs> without caring about anything. But I feel Estonia gave me this power, like, it's okay you know it was like (laughs) you go girl (laughs) yeah it it is funny that in the states like when i was living in new york it was also like people are like super open-minded and like talkative but when it came to like sport clubs sports clubs i went to one and like it depended on location but the first one when i went where i went i was the only one who washed herself after like um after doing the training Mm -hmm. and there was a special place like the cabin where people changed clothes and i was just really weirded (laughs) i was almost the only one who changed clothes and then like behind this door and they go to the shower and they had this super like heavy curtains (laughs) and then one time there was a lady oh there was actually (laughs) it was like my workplace and my gym at that Mm -hmm. time was like really close to like orthodox jewish people's like area Mm -hmm. and there was one lady who was like orthodox jewish so she had like really long black skirt and Mm -hmm. like they covered their hair they covered like they have really modest clothes Mm -hmm. and she came in and she was putting like sports uh pants under the skirt, uh-huh. went, did the workout, came, took the pants away under the long, long skirt, oh, wow. and then went away. <laughs> like, That's like a no process. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, so the, all, all of those movies about Americans like being super naked all the time and like, that's not, it no. wasn't my reality. It's more like yeah. wishful thinking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we always have like this idea that we, we come and shock other people with our nakedness, but at the same time, I guess the point of this sauna is that everybody's equal there. When I you're naked, it. everybody's equal. Mm. Exactly. Like, you I can't hide that. any weapons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's just making it, the body more simple. Like, yeah. simple mm-hmm. in a way that... Not so sacred, maybe? Exactly. It doesn't have to look at somebody in a sexual way, neither. Yeah, exactly. You know, like... and. For me, as a woman, it helped me to accept myself as well. Like, oh, that's nice. And that's, yeah, Estonia has been really a part of this journey because after being in sauna and everything, I remember mm-hmm. I decided while being in Erasmus to pose uh, for a drawing session Ooh, in Eka. Okay. It's like when you pose naked and yeah, people yeah. draw you. And I did this for the first time then, and now I'm still doing it sometimes. And that's something that for me, like, it's really like my... Uh, medicine like you know to accept yeah. yourself and feel free about it a body is a body that's it just yeah, go like empowerment like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 and all the people who are drawing and painting like uh, a naked body they never think about like like why is there like two centimeters there no. like no it's more <laughs> like i yeah. once brought my you boyfriend never... to one of these uh, naked drawing sessions and yeah. it was supposed to be this evening you know it was just yeah. me him and i think another person and then a naked lady you know yeah. that was posing <laughs> When I asked later on, like people ask, oh, how did you bring your boyfriend to a place like that? You know, naked ladies and everything. I'm like, when I asked him later on, like, okay, so how was yeah. it? He was like, I didn't even have time to look at the lady yeah. because I was too busy drawing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that exactly is the thing. Yeah. Like, That's so and, it is. Um, 
I remember once uh, there was this uh, dude that actually asked me to draw him naked. <laughs> and he was super offended if I told him later that I didn't actually notice him, you know, I was oh. looking at him that way. It's like, yeah. as an artist, you're actually more interested in the figure and the shape mm-hmm. and exactly. the forms, <laughs> not actually like what's in front yeah, of you. Exactly. So people don't realize that until they do that. Exactly. And I think it's the same thing with the sauna. It's like, ain't nobody got time to check you out. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> don't that be dark as well in the sauna? Yeah, so dark doesn't really... sound scary, but it's actually not. Like, <laughs> no. There's nothing to see. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How do you feel about uh, whipping yourself after the sauna? <laughs> in the sauna. <laughs> yeah, that's something that uh, I tried for the first time in uh, my boyfriend home, like home sauna. And I like it. I think it's good for the blood circulation and mm-hmm. everything. I, I mean, for me now, it's not weird anymore. Yeah. But I guess but so, in the for some <laughs> kidding, it might say, may I go to a dark room? Well, beat yourself, <laughs> like sweat, no lights. It, then. Yeah, it sounds weird, but it, it's really good. It's really healthy, actually, mm-hmm. when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for the skin, for the blood, mm-hmm. it's, it's just good. I don't know. I don't see it weird anymore. Maybe I'm yeah. I'm already too many too much story. Yeah, <laughs> already Estonia nice. Like, so. yeah. like yeah, I remember like I think a few weeks ago I went to Voru and we had a sauna and I was like, yeah, Yana, can you please do me there? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds weird. Now when you tell it, like, can you please like beat me? <laughs> <You know? laughs> or is there anything nice. else that is like uh, still weird for you in Estonia, or is everything mm-hmm. now normal? Like you can't well, anymore like mm-hmm. decide mm, something weird. Or different oh, or surprising. Yeah. It doesn't have to be weird. It can something, be good weird too. No, just something funny is like, for example, like when you take a bus and uh, nobody sit next to each other. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like when you take bus in regular day, like one person one side and then nobody. Then one person, nobody. One person. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I, I go usually... I just go and sit next to someone, just like, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like, I know you don't like it, but I'm just gonna sit. Oh, the Estonian have to be, feel so uncomfortable next year. They're like, why did you? And I remember like talking about that to to Estonian friends, and they were like, Yeah, no, you're not gonna sit next to someone. And my boyfriend was like, Yeah, only kids and old people will like sit next to each other. But no, and me, I was like, ah, I always go. I think it's funny to just like tease a bit, like, ah, come on, don't be shy. It's like Corona all year long here. Yeah. <laughs> don't even need the disease. No, <laughs> we free willingly do that. All the time. Yeah, that, that's something funny mm-hmm. that, yeah, when I was talking this to my family, they were like, what? In Paris, you, you go to the metro, everybody fight for the city, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I need to sit down, you know. No, in here you can have it free. People would hop on and just go ha- standing because uh, no, 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 I'm gonna sit to someone and yeah. not look in the eyes. No, no, never, <laughs> never. <laughs> have you tried smiling to Estonians? Oh yeah. <laughs> How did that end? <laughs> so many times, yeah. No, but they are still <laughs> smiling people. <laughs> but it's true that sometimes I feel like also. Um, older generation sometime in the bus if you are just a little bit different staring mm. <laughs> or yeah. you speak another language staring and I found it funny more and more I'm like ah doesn't matter just stare at me if you want a bit just stare back at them <laughs> huh? to stare back at them I, I do that uh, yeah, yeah I do it really like I, I'm, I'm really like <laughs> you like being they must be confused. yeah and, and sometimes I'm <laughs> Okay, I hope it's not rude, but sometimes there's uh, like somebody's telling me, I'm like, yeah, why are you watching me? And I'm like talking like this in English and, and then uh-huh. after they're like, okay, just turning uh-huh. their head. 
<laughs> just as a funny thing, like nothing bad or wrong about mm. it. But when you speak yeah. with them, you speak mostly English or how's your Estonian? Ma raga in natuke nestikel. Kus sa õppisid Eestikel? Kus? Where? Welcoming program. Is that with the school or? No, this was last Yeah, no, two years. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> so. just yeah, I think just before my first ID card was going <laughs> uh, to be like old, I, I discovered this program and you can have it when your ID card is still valid. Mm-hmm. So I went there and I got the AUX uh, oh, level, and I still didn't do more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. You still have time, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wish one day I will be fluent, but I know I just have to push myself because I love Estonian language. Mm-hmm. I found it really beautiful, but it's also really hard language. Mm. Yeah, it is. Um, I think that's one or another one of those things as an Estonian we don't realize how actually complicated <laughs> it is yeah. to learn as a foreign yeah. language, oh. especially maybe when your background is or when you speak French because you pronounce all the letters like differently. So different. How is your <laughs> It's not there. Not <laughs> even like, wait, Elu? Elu. Elu. You sound like uh, you're from the island. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. You've got saying... that one covered. Uh, or Vuru also. Ah, yeah. Yeah, you could get okay. away with it in Vuru uh, mm. too. Because usually I'm saying like, oh, it's okay. I can say I'm from Sarema. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's easier it's for me. It's a good excuse. <laughs> Do you have any favorite words or expressions in Estonia? Uh... A no, funny no. expression, <laughs> minemetsa. Minemetsa. Go to the forest. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. <laughs> yeah How would you translate it to you? <laughs> yeah, like uh, this one. When I learned, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's a cool one." You know, like it's like, "Oh, go to the forest." But then, <laughs> yeah, it can be both-sided. Mm-hmm. A favorite word. Uh, I don't know if I have any favorite words. I mean, I like most words in general i don't know <laughs> Pick one. Uh, i think one that was really cute like musi musi kisses i think is cute how do you like the word kissy musi <laughs> ah kissy musi oh no there's one little <laughs> sentence musically pie musically i think Aww. this is really cute yeah like yeah. kisses hug and pet Yeah, I think that's cute. When I learned that, I was like, "Oh, that's a cute thing to write at the end of your text for your boyfriend." Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy the word "pai," but it's also always very hard to translate. If somebody asks, "What is pai?" Pai is yes. pet. I was pie. like, you know, yes. like yeah. a test stroke, yeah. so. stroke or stroke on a, your head because it's usually like uh, really. It's not like that would be like you know a different kind of uh, touch, but it would okay. also be a little bit like that. Mm. I don't know. It's 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 just. It, it's again specific, yeah, yeah. There is, it's mm. kind of specific yeah but not that specific <laughs> I don't know it's again one of those Estonian weirdness and you're like yeah you don't realize it until somebody asks you how to say it mm-hmm. true so yeah. Uh, food yeah what if you had to tell somebody what is kohuke? <laughs> this is turning into a thing already yeah. <laughs> okay first i didn't like a hookah and then i liked <gasps> no. i don't know why at the beginning i didn't like maybe you had a bad <laughs> maybe you had maybe. a warm <laughs> 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 that's really bad <laughs> it should be cold <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's like a little oh, can I describe it chocolate uh, out like chocolate skin let's say chocolate mm-hmm. and inside it's like like a cloud <laughs> hey in France That's like uh, the, the, the center of cheese and you know all sorts cloud. of like that it's kind like, of stuff I don't know how to say it it's just like soft it's not cream mm-hmm. it's not yogurt you know it's like um, oh like we're well, egg white texture yeah. in a way you know like mm-hmm. uh, okay. snow a bit snow or cloud if you had to explain that in french what would you say oh, oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm just thinking all the french listeners that they would uh, understand too. is it similar to something in france um or was it a complete surprise for you no it was completely surprised yeah. yeah no no even like uh, estonian chocolate like mm. candies mm. like uh, uh Kaseke, uh, mm-hmm. no, yeah, kaseke yeah, all of this. Like I remember brought to my family, like, oh, you should try that. My mom was like, what is this? And they were like, <laughs> they felt it was weird. I was like, this is amazing. They didn't really liked it. But to be honest, I don't actually know what it is. I just <laughs> love it. It's like chocolate button, you know? Yeah. Like, But do you know about Comet? Comet, yeah. Uh, candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know the story behind Comet? No. Basically, Comet was this very cheap candy that was made from all the leftovers yeah. from chocolates and everything oh. else. So when I was a kid, Comet was like uh, the cheapest candy you could get. So when you got some money from mom or dad, then you went there and oh. you had the choice either to get the expensive candy in a few or like in a bunch of Comet. Oh. And, I think, <laughs> and I think they always sold it on like markets, like without the packaging. Yeah, so they're oh, like yeah. open. I remember my mom buying it as well. And I really liked it because it has this dark flavor. Like mm-hmm. this. No, yeah, it's, it's very flavor. specific. Like <laughs> if you have one Comet candy, you will know that it's Comet. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had. I'm quite sure. Yeah, I think the packaging is it's well, now they, Yeah, Ooh. now they sell it in yeah. like fancy packaging. Yeah. But, you know, knowing the story, it's still like, why are you selling this no. cheap <laughs> Making it look fancy. It's like, you know, putting the, 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 the I don't know, the homeless guy into king's clothes. <laughs> That's kind of how it's exactly. feeling. <laughs> No, I didn't understand. Yeah, mm. story. But Estonian chocolate is edible for you, like coming from French background. I, I mean, like, like French chocolate is like, oh, everybody knows about it. But I would say the best chocolate are Belgium chocolates. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I don't and really Swiss. know French chocolate. For me, in France, we have mostly like uh, Milka, Lindt, and this <laughs> Belgium and okay, Swiss, Swiss. You know, yeah. Yeah. They, for me, no, they are French. the best. It's like same the best beers are belgium beers to oh, me wow. so yeah. you know like yeah. so what is the best in france then wine like it's a cliche yeah <laughs> and cheese yeah <laughs> and cheese cheese all cheese oh, <laughs> okay cheese can can you uh, replicate the uh, french cheese in estonia can you find some that is worthy of your french we taste have bus? this uh, used to quinningcut store from oh, with yeah, dutch yeah. cheese is oh. that something But it's not French cheese. Uh, (laughs) Have you been there? You know. No. Maybe they have some French cheese. Maybe that's my little only time Mm. I will be patriotic. Mm. That will be on cheese, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, cheese. I miss French cheese. But do you eat cheese like you put it on a sandwich or you eat it as a block or you just Ah. put it on top of everything? Ah, How do you eat it? (laughs) Or fondue, like uh, Swiss people eat? There's many, many (laughs) ways to eat cheese. I would say if I would take a classic uh, French meal, I mean, at least Mm -hmm. in my family, Mm -hmm. would be that... uh, Okay, like you have an entrance uh, of the meal will be like maybe like a salad. I know, I don't know. First, you have apéro. Okay. Apéro <laughs> is uh, you have a strong, usually like a little drink, or it can be maybe 
barely is the beer i would say it's more like maybe a liquor strong alcohol yeah like mm. you can have a little glass of vodka or <laughs> rum or a bit of whiskey like this is for the apero like a toast and then you have some maybe little nuts and things mm-hmm. and then after the apero or a glass of a wine and then you go to starters and you will have maybe like a fresh salad usually with that maybe at the beginning you drink water let's say and then <laughs> you have the meal so if we take really cliche you have uh, or classic let's say meat and vegetables and then usually with depending what meat but usually it's like more like the red wine mm-hmm. time and then there's a cheese time when you finish mm. your meal <laughs> cheese time so we have a cheese plate i mean in my family it was like you have a cheese uh, oh, wow. plate coming and there's a lot of different cheese yeah and you have your piece of baguette uh, bread <laughs> and you the cheese plate come to you and you cut a slice of all the cheese you want to take you have them on your plate and then you pass on and then when you eat you put a little bit on the bread and you eat like that or you just eat alone and usually you have uh, also some wine depending on what cheese you're eating you have red or white and after cheese then is a dessert usually my family was like fruits or if there's an event it's a cake and uh, then it's a uh, coffee time and liqueur and so then, it's a whole thing it yeah. sounds a lot of food <laughs> but it's not every day it's not every day <laughs> that's for special but, occasions uh yeah yeah oh no actually it <laughs> would be every day just without the alcohol uh yeah in my uh, my everyday life when i was younger we had entrance meal cheese oh, wow. a dessert and oh, you yeah. ate three times a day or how many times this was maybe more when we we're at home than when you're at school uh, mm-hmm. it's i don't remember what was the food really at school but that was every evening definitely Mm. like that wow. what about this whole wine culture thing and everybody keeps on talking about oh the french they drink so much wine and then <laughs> and then uh, is it true uh, my grandparents have a cave full of wine yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think there is something true <laughs> something there <laughs> it's like yeah i don't know if it's for every french but i think it is a true cliche how about to be yeah, honest <laughs> the french person coming to estonia <laughs> is it still the same <laughs> like you mean to yeah like drinking wine oh. or is it very hard to find good wine here so. like the thing is that i think i went away from home too early for the wine uh, lessons mm. you know yeah, okay. uh, that's my my mistake maybe <laughs> like my parents were drinking wine but when i was 18 maybe i was drinking but uh, with them mm-hmm. but i never paid attention what's the label what yeah. was about it. they were giving me wine it was really good and then when i started to have to buy myself the wine i was like uh mom dad how do i shoot and they were not here i was here so i'm not really like this typical french that will tell you oh this bordeaux is better than this <laughs> i'm like no idea usually i'm taking something around bordeaux because i know my grandpa is from bordeaux and that's the city of wine. so i'm like okay that's trustable i know to look on the top level that mm-hmm. there is the if on the top like there is red or green it's mm-hmm. mean that it's have been the recoltant like the person who have the wine yard mm-hmm. is transforming it in the wine yard and oh. there's no process in between that's mm-hmm. maybe a better wine and then it's with a cork not screwing like in france that's how it oh, is yeah. mm-hmm. like screwing is like sound like cheap yeah, yeah. but yeah it, it's different <laughs> everywhere because when i went to australia they were explaining in wine yard that they don't do cork anymore because sometimes you can waste wine when you open wrong and the cork go oh. there and everything but then 
typical French people will tell you like, if you drink one, you know how to open it. I don't know how to go there. Like, so I'm not really the typical French wine specialist in a way. Oh, no worries. I <laughs> pick wine like based on the label pictures. So yeah. I think that's even step worse. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I have my one type that I know that I'm looking for. Then <laughs> but, you know, in general, it's like whichever has the prettiest picture. Yeah. Designer, come on. Yeah. Visual. Same here. <laughs> Exactly. The label list. And plus I can good. remember like if it had an elephant on it or a giraffe. <laughs> but if it's like plain, you know, nothing, it's like very hard to remember next time exactly. when I want to replicate the situation. Yeah. <laughs> I like that by the level. That's how I go for beers as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when I don't know, it have to attract you visually. Definitely. Yeah, and especially if you're uh, like the artsy type, that's mm-hmm. like that's yeah, my I'm go-to. Let's say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So about food in Estonia, how uh, how do you survive here? Is do you think as well that Estonian food is for survival only? <laughs> I feel that um, Estonian food is, um, I would say, <laughs> <laughs> say it straight. <laughs> we can handle it. Uh, sometimes a bit, not like I would say, not like limited really, but hmm. a little bit. Like I'm a big lo- uh, lover of uh, black bread. That's yeah. that's something I love. I love black <laughs> bread nice. definitely. No that's... baguette. Um, yeah. <laughs> no black bread baguettes in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's your niche. Oh. You know? It's not. Do you know any French bakers that would make black bread baguettes? <laughs> that might be the new fad. I you know, in Paris. <laughs> because it's another rahu, so it yeah. will be like like baguette have to be soft and open and hairy, mm-hmm. and your bread is more dense. So I don't yeah, know if you, you can, can make it a little bit fluffier as well, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. But but I'm okay with the black bread. <laughs> I really like it. Mm-hmm. But then on the Estonian food, I'm, I mean, I've been, I don't know, like, I like Estonian food, but uh, I don't know. For example, when I, we have celebration mm-hmm. in my partner family. I hope he's not gonna be mad, but it's always potato salad, potato salad. Potato <laughs> but that is the normal, normal thing that is yeah. celebration. Like every like, every birthday party, yeah. I remember ever since I was a kid, potato salad <laughs> was the theme of the day. Yeah. And as a birthday kid, you did not have to do any of it. Oh. <laughs> so it was like a curse for everyone else. We had a similar thing, but I don't remember if we had the, the birthday person had to mm. do it or not but it was always a cartole salad which is potato yeah. salad and you chop it like the potato the like the um, children's uh, meat thing or you mm. like worse something oh, last yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah, then you can't really call that sausage either it's like a <laughs> it's like what how do you call it <laughs> it's it's like a sausage like thing yeah <laughs> that's yeah. like uh, the irish uh, sausages are they're not really sausages <laughs> really? they contain everything else but sausages like yeah. you can't compare them with estonian ones. Mm. and there's always uh, the sour cream on top and there is also like peas and uh, pickles inside and, and we put and carrots in carrots. egg yeah Hmm. Sometimes we added apples. That oh, yeah. I need to try yeah. that. Macaroni salad is very good with apples. Oh, the macaroni is. <laughs> yeah, by the way, it's very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's salad. <laughs> and I don't know if, if uh, it's, it's not like a salad in the French way. Yes, big debate here. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. When I had first time potato salad and everything, uh-huh. and Jana was like, oh yeah, this is our salad. I was like, all right, you put salad with sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made him my salad. 
<laughs> and he was like, where is the sour cream? <laughs> my son, yeah. I do this olive oil, salt, pepper, a bit of vinegar, like vinaigrette <laughs> in French, like that mm-hmm. sour topping. And he was really shocked the first time I made him salad. He was like, he was like, can I put sour cream? I was like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to eat it like this. You need to try it different. And I'm trying as well yours, you know. But now he likes it as well. I remember at the beginning he was so shocked, like, oh, that's it, yeah. you know. Like, Something's missing. Sour cream is missing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something that's really sticky in Estonian food would be sour cream. Mm-hmm. Oh, sour cream. Sour cream. Cream fish mm-hmm. is like also a very common thing in uh, France, no? It is, but maybe 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 not in my family. We didn't cook that much. Some dish where mm-hmm. it was cream fresh, but I don't remember we really like have it all the time, <laughs> you know, in the fridge Fair or something. Mm. I guess uh, sour cream is also uh, comes from the, the German culture and the mm. Slavic culture. So it's very common in there as well. So yeah. I presume maybe that explains why there's so much sour cream <laughs> everywhere. But it's really good too. So. Yeah. yeah. So you learn to love sour cream. Yeah. And dumplings as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All the soups. Is there anything that you don't like at all? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the blood sausages. Uh, <laughs> the good old blood sausage. At least we found one person that loves blood sausage. But I think right now it's really not looking good for the blood sausage. Uh, <laughs> Tati from Brazil was the first one who was like, I love blood sausages. Yeah. And Woo-hoo. everybody else has been like, nope, not and for me. And it's been now a 10, 11 episode. <laughs> like one, one, ten. One survival. Like, I think, like, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling it's gonna the percentage is gonna get lower. We have to find right people. I think we have to just organize a party and do a blind tasting. Oh yeah, good idea. Yes, and we're not gonna tell that blood sausage is on the menu. But but, hear it here. Don't bring me there. I don't eat meat anymore, so maybe not. <laughs> oh, so it was that bad? <laughs> no, no. It was when I was eating meat. I tried uh, it back in time, but now I don't eat anymore. So <laughs> don't make me a blindfold for that. <laughs> no, no. There's probably no. I don't know if there are vegan options as well. Oh. Yeah, I can't imagine what they would I don't replicate would the, the blood for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beetroot. <laughs> <laughs> then it would look the same, but taste you can't really. No. Like, I don't think you can fake it with no, that. No, I think you can't. I think you can't really fake meat, in my opinion. There's... Some say tofu is uh, the way to go. Yeah. I don't know, because I, I eat meat. <laughs> yeah, I, for me, like, uh, my way of eating is like, I don't try to substitute mm-hmm. meat. Yeah. No, I just when I eat it so I'm not going to try to have something similar to it mm. I'm not mm-hmm. looking for that but I understand that some people do depend on your choices where it's from I guess why you don't want to eat meat anymore is there um, any particular reason why you don't eat meat anymore uh, yeah take the world, take the world. <laughs> uh, it's more about an experience uh, when I was in uh, Australia and uh, we were working in farms and uh, one of our last farm we were working was a sheep uh, farm and I remember when we applied, I was like, yeah, I'm going to take salad. It's going to be a lot of wool. <laughs> wool was only in my head. Like, I'm going to get some yeah, wool. Gonna get some wool. Make your and own sweater. Exactly. Like. <laughs> I was like, I can see all the wool start from, you know, from the beginning yeah. and make uh-huh. process. That was my only thing. But the, I didn't really, I never had at any point the, in my mind that the, it's meat farm, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's meat cattle. <laughs> Um, wool yeah. is the last thing on there. <laughs> exactly. Nobody cares about the wool in there. <laughs> Only the meat and the producing. And I don't think I'm going to go into detail, but it, mm. it was still a good form. Not like something really too rough, but it was mm-hmm. enough for me to open my eyes on the meat industry. Mm-hmm. 
and the way some animals are treated and the fact that sometimes I felt that I killed myself um, uh, sheep as well because sometimes most of our one of our biggest job was to help uh, the female to give birth so mm. we had to go mm. on our buggies in the paddocks and see when the female is having um, some problem mm. she's usually on the side and we had gloves and had to go there and be like a, <laughs> I don't know you call it a even. doula yeah <laughs> a doula yeah a exactly <laughs> in a really rough way and yeah when you have been a, taking a sheep whisperer <laughs> sheep whisperer and it had happened so many times that some were dead or some you really have to pull it and then when you pull it a lot they can uh, really dislocate the yeah, dislocate their hips or something their hips oh. and then they will never stand again and then every day you go back to the paddock to check if she's okay and turn her from side to side she's just dying in there and getting her eyes eaten by the birds and the fox oh. also coming in the side you i just felt like that was my fault and in a way it mm. was not but so all of this uh blood views and everything and nah Since last year, 
became um, your uh, Ashtanga Vinyasa Yoga facilitator. Oh, so, that's nice. That's um, very yeah. interesting too. <laughs> yeah, so I've been more in that, and then I also find another job full time that helped me to be balanced uh, mm-hmm. financially, like we all mm-hmm. need. So yeah, mm-hmm. I've not been really uh, on my art self. I guess I I was trying to push and try to like kind of it's really weird but as an artist you need to live and I was trying to see how can I sell and everything but most of my artwork was not useful in a way and mm. people nowadays was something they can use mm. it's like what what is this textile piece that you put on the wall and I'm like it's a wall hanging and they're like what do you use it for I'm like it's like a, a wall painting. hanging. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> yeah. And people were like, eh, why don't you make carpet? I'm like, I don't want to make carpet. But like, yeah, but carpet are useful. And I'm like, I don't want to make things just to please people. I want them to accept what I yeah. do. But I never, maybe I didn't search enough. Maybe I didn't push enough, but I never find really like clientele or anything to leave from it. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's where I got a bit giving up on that side mm-hmm. and trying to explore myself another way. Like mm-hmm. really like, Touching everything I can, and as we said at the beginning, I've always been really uh, into sports. Like a sport. little bit of a Renaissance <laughs> woman, I would say. You try out a few, a lot of things, and you know, then you say, "What you like?" Exactly. Are, yeah, your, yeah. are your parents now like happier that you made your way back to sports? Uh, I don't know. Like my mom is sometimes looking a bit like Estonian. She's not really expressing herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have they come mm. to Estonia themselves as well? Yeah, yeah. They came uh, some time ago, actually. I mean, they came at least... I mean, my, they came... Uh, <laughs> it's hard to say, like, uh, okay. They came in uh, when I was in Erasmus to visit uh-huh. me. Then my mom and my sister came, and then my mom came also alone. So, yeah. They have been visiting, but most of the time in winter, I wish they would have visited also during summer. Yeah, because because they I would get a completely different uh, experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's See the, the other side of Estonia, the nicer one, when people are smiling, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and people are out. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> Much lighter and everything. Yeah. Sunnier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, they didn't yet, so we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. My sister was planning to come, but uh, she could. Her flight got cancelled. So. Yeah. Oh, now you mean uh, during Corona? This yeah. summer, yeah. 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 She wanted to come at the end of summer. She was like, "I want to see it Somewhere. during summer," and yeah. no, well, could not like, happen. Maybe so. next year. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> Is there anything that you think um, other people who come to Estonia, let's say French people, what should they know about Estonia <laughs> before they come, not to get too shocked? <laughs> What should they know about Estonia? Um, how do you say? Mm. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it's really a French person to not like, how do you say? When you come to Estonia, don't uh, try to go towards Estonians, I would say. <laughs> like to how, not just be okay. only with the people of your country, because that's sometimes people when... They come, they would be like, oh, I would play it safe and stay with mm-hmm. my community. Mm-hmm. Or say to go out there and no matter how hard might be at the beginning to really break the ice, mm-hmm. the coconut. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an amazing reward after, I think. Mm-hmm. It's just like keep pushing and going. I like not being like uh, scared like that 
people sometimes Estonian might seem cold, but again, that's a really big cliche because I feel now more and more, I feel Estonians are not cold, mm. but I sometimes I understand that there is a little bit of it, but not really much anymore. I guess I it really know. depends as well how you approach them. Like yeah. usually, yeah. Estonians are very happy if you go and try talking to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's when that's the moment when like the awkwardness or the mm. reservedness disappears. Kinda, yeah, yeah. I mm. think because usually it tends to be that they're just you know I guess a little afraid to make the first step or to they try might to not do, do it the or, first step. That's maybe yeah. the only thing exactly. Well, mm. Pretty like nine times out of ten, they probably won't do the first step. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would even go as far as that. <laughs> true, true, true. But yeah. if you do it instead, like uh, you, I think you usually get a good uh, response. I agree. Yeah. Maybe it's a it's a generalization, but I think it is like that. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly the the idea. Like just. Go for it. <laughs> Have you gotten the question like, why did you come to Estonia? <laughs> of course, I got this question. Yeah, like it's the I, most common question. <laughs> or maybe why did I came back? Was first was more like towards school. <laughs> why why I came back? Because there is something there that there is nowhere else. Mm-hmm. Like. I really appreciate that Estonia is having more trees than people. <laughs> I hope still. Mm. <laughs> fingers. I really liked uh, also. We were a bit. surfing on the subject of religion that I like the fact that Estonia is mostly uh, a taste Mm -hmm. like uh, oh I I like the belief in a way that is more um, around nature and forest like Mm -hmm. uh, I really really love that Um, I guess Estonians are more spiritual than religious yes Yes, that's exactly the word I'm more so I recognize myself Mm -hmm. more in there that's where I think that's why I've been coming back Mm-hmm. There's something calling that helped me to build myself in here that I need to gather before I maybe go somewhere else, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. And in general, that Estonians are really respectful people. Mm-hmm. That's something that I feel respectful. What makes you say that? Uh, it's going to sound funny, but just for example, that Estonian will wait at the green light to cross. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you can also get a fine if yeah. you cross the street, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but like there is this, and they will, as we were saying before, you will not try to get to a fight, conflict, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, the f- to be when you feel safe when you walk in the street because it's a part of respect. Yeah. Nobody will come yeah. and just like ah, chat at you or uh, yeah. annoy you as as a woman or even as a man. So there is this as well, and might be part of. We're not invasive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's Unless really we're nice. drunk. Then you might, <laughs> then you might find <laughs> some people that are a tad bit invasive. <laughs> then it's another level. That's yeah. yeah. It's just our way of communicating. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, Estonian when they are drunk are really fun as well. Mm. Really nice. Do you, like, uh, do you like yeah. the drunk Estonians more than the sober ones? <laughs> Depend the drunk level. Yeah. <laughs> or is it then you see like that uh, what's underneath this coconut thing yes. that you see them and then you know it's like worth pushing when they're sober as well? Yes. No, <laughs> it's it like is. a coconut exactly gone bad when we're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you drink it oh. and it's like a little bit fermented. <laughs> <laughs> no, because there's also good aspects of them when you get drunk, like anyone, mm-hmm. you, you get more you subconscious you know mm-hmm. so it's more than them deep layers and <laughs> then you can really like see the person but yeah after deep mm. on the level of drunk with them you <laughs> might have the sad moment the crying moment the aggressive moment but if you're on the good level then you can maybe discover the person more so i like mm-hmm. that as well yeah oh yeah 
<laughs> well, they have a saying in Estonia as well. If you want to get to know the person, uh, go and get drunk with them. Ah, so you see. <laughs> That's so it. It, it That's helps it. you. Like, if you want to yeah. do uh, some team building as well, it's yeah. a good thing. Somebody told me. Yeah, I remember. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, like uh, uh, no? Uh, it was like the story that the uh, seals of uh, army seals. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. When they train, stars, like yeah. uh, when uh, people get together in army f- to train for seals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seals. to become army yeah. seals. Be it's like they team. take them to a bar the <laughs> night wow. before they confirm that everybody's part of the team. <gasps> and if they see any conflict arising from uh, people, like if there are some people that don't get along, then yeah. they know that this is probably boiling up later yeah. coming up later oh. so they they're immediately like nope we're not going to take this on this person that's interesting actually mm. Act, like mm. it might sound like oh you just get wrong but no actually you can actually really and see point, what's because, yeah, then mm-hmm. you kind of let go of the the mask oh, yeah. or the yeah. facade mm-hmm. exactly and i think as estonians we we have this very hard coconut <laughs> shell that we build around ourselves so it's it's good sometimes to test the waters yes. <laughs> whether the coconut cracks or not <laughs> <laughs> oh god this coconut uh, the, the yeah. metaphor is really working for us right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it is quite a funny one and quite realistic yeah. one in a way. Yeah. 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 Although we're ne- most of us had never seen a coconut since like 1990 <laughs> or something when they first started bringing them in. I would we say. have coconut water in the stores now. So we are too fancy now. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. But back in the day, I remember when I saw the first coconut. We didn't know what to do with it. It's like yeah. you break it, okay? Uh-huh. What's and then inside? what's next? Yeah, <laughs> big confusion. <laughs> it doesn't come in bounty shape no. from the tree. <laughs> yeah, bounty is like coconut. <laughs> okay, but let's uh, wrap up a bit. Is there anything else you would like to add? Tell us. Mm. No. <laughs> I'm getting shy. No, we forgot your your stories about tattoos. You oh. got you got a bunch of tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last but not mm-hmm. least, how many tattoos do you have? I can't count really. I mean, I don't have that much, but at least I think more than twenty, maybe. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of babies, mm-hmm. like yeah, tattoo yeah. babies. Did tattoo you get the first ones in Estonia or before already? So the first one was not in Estonia, but in Estonia is when I started uh, <laughs> again in my dormitory. <laughs> was, uh, I started with some friends to do stick and poke. So having just a pen, mm-hmm. pencil and then having some tape and a sewing needle and China ink. <laughs> it's going to sound really rough. <laughs> Art students, what are they We're glad to? that you didn't get an infection. <laughs> do not and try this at home. <laughs> disinfectant obviously boiling the needles before and just going and uh, tattooing and i remember that my <laughs> at this time my bedroom was becoming a tattoo studio i was t- yeah. I tattooed a lot of people doing my restless oh. <laughs> like small little things like yeah like with stick and puck and then um i was also cutting the hair of uh, people at this time i had short hair a bit like you Oh, okay. And I was the only one having a trimmer. <laughs> Boys didn't come with a trimmer and they were like, oh, can I use it for a beard? Can you cut my hair? And I was getting paid in beard and same for the tattoos. Sounds like a like good me. business you had going on in there. Who knew? <laughs> That's why your floor was the most popular floor. Yeah, right? maybe. <laughs> was, uh, we, we were yeah, sharing the Italians were having the hooven for the pizza, you know. Yeah, that was yeah. nice Everybody school. had their fair yeah. share, you know, exactly. a little bit of yeah. the part. Yeah, yeah. Collaboration. So, yeah, that's where I started a lot, the stick and poke. I really liked it to go back to, like, the some roots. Like, there is many roots mm-hmm. in tattoo uh, history. 
but I liked it, the part of uh, prison tattoos. <laughs> I really like this part. Very that, you controversial. Know, old, mm-hmm. old school doing just with what you have and things like that. So I started to do stick and poke on myself, on friends. But I also have, uh, uh, what to say, uh, machine, uh, machine mm-hmm. ones too mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I like both them, the mix. I like the irregularity of the stick mm-hmm. and poke. I mean, it can be also really regular and... Uh, neat but uh, I like imperfection too Mm -hmm. uh, because I can see when I do on my face on myself by myself Mm -hmm. it's not as perfect as the machine one but I like this Uh, I like the history behind or where it was made how when I remember still being in in my bedroom and Mm -hmm. I had one on my (laughs) knee here and I was like this on my table just doing myself (laughs) like I have some here on my feet it was the same like I I like that uh, the the tattoo itself, but all the story around it, mm. yeah, is mm-hmm. like as important as itself. Do you see skin. a tattoo as a form of art? Yeah, yeah. And do, is it important for you that every tattoo has a story? Like, I know there are some people mm. out there that just tattoo just for the fun of it, you know? They don't really worry mm. about the, what kind of image or what symbol yeah. it is. Is it important for you? For me, it's both. Like, some can be, like, I don't know, like I have one, for example, on my arm, you can't see, but it's just like a friend needed to try ink. So I told her like, yeah, you could make a few lines. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So this was just a trial and it doesn't look like anything, but I still like it. But then there is some that have quite uh, important meaning and story all behind it. And I like some time to have, yeah, uh, stories or like, as you say, when I want to get a tattoo, it's just sometimes it's by uh, instant of mm-hmm. the a visual feeling. of something, feeling. For example, one of my recent one, I think it's quite a funny story. Uh, I was in a second hand shop and there were this um, little, um, you put under the cup. Uh, Coaster. Capsters, yeah. And it was a metal one with a beautiful seashell. And I'm having a recent addiction for seashell things. <laughs> And uh, my partner, who is more minimalist person than me, mm-hmm. I'm more like a collectioner, who's <laughs> right? telling me, I was like, oh, can I buy, just, I just want one of them. And he was like, why? I was like, because it's beautiful. What are you going to do with it? I just <laughs> want to have it at all. <laughs> and he was like, do you really need it? Do you really, really need it? And I was like, okay. So I just took a bunch of pictures of it. <laughs> now I, I'm having <laughs> You just yeah. got it on you because you couldn't like have like, it. Exactly. I was like, okay, I can't buy it, but then I'm going to have it forever because I really liked it, how it was thrown. So yeah, that's some kind of stories. I don't know if this is a deep meaning or not, but that was... No, yeah. but it yeah. is a story and it's, yeah. it has a meaning for you. And I think that's the important part as well. Yeah, And exactly. it's still a way for you to express your artsy soul, even when you're not doing textiles anymore. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think you can actually run away from art. So no, it, yeah. it, no. be prepared to it. It <laughs> will come and hunt you again. Maybe, <laughs> exactly. be, maybe being a tattoo artist will be your next yeah. thing. Uh, Especially uh, Estonia. Bring them into the forest, do the hand poking <laughs> thing. I know it's a thing. I've heard. Is, I've it seen is. it happen. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know if I'm ready to for that. But whatever, we will see. Maybe mm-hmm. one day. <laughs> but yeah. You can turn it into a therapeutic thing for people to do mm. who want to go and discover themselves. To poke on themselves and get to well, she, will poke. She, will, <laughs> she will just poke the, themselves out of it. You know? 
Uh, you can uh, like put it together with sauna, like go to a oh, dark yeah, room, yes. but then get But you have to have sauna first because you can't go to sauna After, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, maybe yeah. then ice water, ice swimming, or something like in the seaside. Like, yeah, I mean, you can't swim too much. Yeah, either exactly. After fresh <laughs> one. Yeah, that's the oh, well. only part of that. No bueno. <laughs> that's, you can't yeah. do after. You have to do that first, and then you get the whole extra. Experience. Okay, there's some stuff to figure out. But then <laughs> just just tiny details. details. Yeah. Yeah. Minor technical yeah. details. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, but let's wrap up from here. Thank you for being our guest today yeah. and chatting with us. It was really nice hearing your stories. Thank and you. Surtanud, yeah. Oh, it's so cute. Look at how she says that. <laughs> no, I mean, like in general, it's it's really, really cool to meet people from different backgrounds, especially our artsy people, because I'm an artsy person and Tina is an artsy person. And knowing that the two of you know yourselves, yeah. it's kind of cool to uh, to meet people coming from other countries to learn art in Estonia. Like, yeah. Why would you? Like, you think <laughs> in general, that is the main question. Like, why did you end up in Estonia? But if you are able to... With every episode, we kind of discover more and more layers of what people see in Estonia. Mm -hmm. The things that we don't see here. the starting point, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's super interesting and eye-opening also for the Estonian listeners. Not just the foreigners, but also the Estonians. To realize how beautiful is that country. Yeah, Yeah. let's appreciate our lovely box and starry skies. Yeah, the starry sky. I was like, oh yeah, we do have that. (laughs) I've seen it around, I think. So wherever you are today listening to this episode, look uh, up into the sky. Hopefully mm-hmm. you will see starry starry uh, skies in here as yeah. well. Yeah, and when you are bored with the sky and you grab your smartphone, then look up found in Estonia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice segue, I love that. <laughs> and you're from your Instagram, from your Facebook, from our website. Find us, like us, write to us. Tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, if you had any questions. And if you want to come and talk to us yourself or if you know somebody we should talk with. Yeah, then let us know where we can find them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we will find them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not thank suspicious you. at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Bye.